Inside Out with Nick Holt on Reading Radio 4RPH. In January 2008, Prime Minister Kevin Rudd, along with Minister for Housing Tanya Plibersek, announced the development of a comprehensive, long-term plan to tackle homelessness. At the time, it was estimated that 105,000 Australians were sleeping rough. The Rudd government set an ambitious target to halve that figure by 2020. But in December 2019, the Australian Institute of Health and Welfare announced that the number of Australians who were homeless had risen to 116,000, an increase of 11%. It was also estimated that more than 21,000 Queenslanders were considered homeless, but that was only those who were counted on census night. The real figure could be much higher. For more than a decade, Emanuel City Mission in South Brisbane has been a sanctuary to the city's growing homeless community. Its staff and volunteers are dedicated to serving, as well as dignifying, the most vulnerable people in our society, those without a home. Eddie Murray is the centre manager and a frontline worker at Emanuel City Mission. Over the past 10 years, he's witnessed firsthand this devastating epidemic that our governments have failed to solve. Eddie, what's the homeless situation like in Brisbane right now? It's as bad as it's ever been. Um, that's not just my opinion, but that's the opinion of the, the cops. We've got a close relationship with the police and they tell us that this is probably the worst period that they have ever encountered. Are they giving you an indication of what sort of crimes are happening? The cops are telling us that they are, most of their work around, around South Brisbane, West End and um, even in the greater regions in Brisbane, most of their work is around violence, particularly domestic violence. They're at people's houses all the time. They know the perpetrators. They know there's going to be regular um, phone calls coming from certain homes. They spend most of their time just um, stopping people from abusing. And it's not just male on female. Female on male, it's fast. There's a lot of women who have just been tipped over the edge through drink, drugs, whatever their addiction is. What drug's doing the most damage out there at the moment, Eddie? As far as we can see, it's ice. Ice. There's still a, still a huge heroin industry. That's always been the case since way back when. Um, but unfortunately, ice has taken that over, and that is causing zombie-like behaviour, like serious assault, um, serious mental illness, depression... People have been taken into institutions and released simply because there's no room for them. It's been estimated that nearly half of Australia's homeless population suffers from mental illness. However, some studies have put that figure as high as 82%. People tend to put homeless people into a box. and yeah, They're alcoholics, they're drug addicts, they're prostitutes. Sure, of course, some, some of them are. In our experience, mental illness is a huge contributor to it. And quite often we're dealing with the, the aftermath and the effects of it. So we've got to do what we do here to try and minimise the behaviours, to, to keep the lid on it, to try and direct them into the right areas. Seems like in many ways 
Emmanuel City Mission has had to take on the role of the health professional. We are becoming like health professionals in a way, although we're not. You know, we're just um, just running a, a homeless centre for um, struggling people. A recent survey conducted by the Australian Housing and Urban Research Institute demonstrated a significant correlation between chronic housing instability and poor mental health. It was estimated that 62% of homeless people were experiencing serious psychological distress. People don't just become drug addicts and alcoholics. They don't do it by... As people say, they, oh yeah, they choose to do it. They choose to stick a needle in their arm or whatever. There are mental issues behind every single addict. And quite often, and I'm going to be absolutely frank and honest about it, the number of people we've got coming through the door, when we get to know them, they get to know us, we befriend them and they open up to us. We found out that there's a massive um, sexual abuse institution. We know that there are paedophile gangs, um, rape gangs around, more than I could possibly tell you. We hear, we hear it every day. And when you get to the nitty gritty and get to the heart of people who are addicts, more often than not, you'll find there's a, a background when they've been abused, when they've been passed through paedophile rings, starting from family, onto social services and it happens there, onto the, the, um, the, the police and it happens there. And unfortunately, as a Catholic institution, I'm ashamed to say where priests are now, um, they've been outed for the same thing. There's no getting away from that, there's no hiding it. Now, I can't stand up and say, well... Okay, these things happen, but you've got to move on. These are life-changing issues. These are life-destroying issues, and they have to be addressed. We get to address them here on a one-to-one basis, but we don't have the wherewithal to round people off and to fix people up. So, Eddie, when someone comes in here, uh, they've just come off the street, they're tired, they're hungry... What can they expect? The first thing we do when people come in here is give them a warm welcome and a good morning because that is the most important thing for them. We are called Emmanuel City Mission for a reason because we are, we are a Christ-centred organisation and if Christ walked in the door, he wouldn't say to us, hey, have you told the guys about me yet that I'm the saviour? He would say, have you filled their bellies? Have you showered them? Have you given them food, clothing? And that's what we concentrate on in here. What sort of an impact is COVID-19 having on your operating hours? We've gone from a um, four-day week to a seven-day week organisation simply because of COVID, because when everything else closed down, we decided that we had an obligation to stay open for the most vulnerable in the society. So we stayed open and we've gone seven days. It used to be sausage sizzle every day. We cooked them up with sausage sizzle. And it was good because we had all the salads and whatever. But every day it was, it was a bit boring. And we, but we didn't have the funds. But now that the schools have started to deliver food packages to us, we've got a seven-day-a-week menu. And it's a different menu. Every, it can be, you know, it could be steak and chips. It could be macaroni and cheese. Most, most um, often it's, um, it's a rice dish. Rice with chicken, rice with beef. It's all braised. It's beautiful stuff we're getting coming in from the schools. We're very blessed that we've got the schools delivering this. Um, so every day they'll get a different meal at lunchtime. We'll provide it. We'll package it up. We'll either serve it here or we'll give it to them in a container. They can take it away with them. 
we provide all the toiletries, the shower gel, razors, toothpaste, everything we have. These are all donations that come in from organisations or friends of ours who believe in what we do. We've got a shower um, system going there, male and female toilets, which we've just renovated. We've got two clothes racks, one male, one female. We only accept good quality clothing because we, we feel that we've got to dignify our homeless people, not just give them what's left. So we invite people to bring clothes in, but it has to be in good quality, good condition and clean. Otherwise, it's, we, we don't put it out to the guys. We, we don't feel that's um, an acceptable way to treat them. People don't automatically open up to you. It takes you weeks, months for them to get to know you, to trust you. Because most of them have come through a, a, a lifestyle, whereas it's a life of abuse. Um, possibly abuse through them, that they've given the abuse. A lot, there's a lot of violence and a lot of really ridiculous behaviours out there. And a lot of these guys and girls have lived their lives entirely under that cycle. And this is the only time that some of these guys have ever had a welcome and a trusting love and care, and they don't know how to handle it. But once they get to know us, their demeanour changes, their shoulders drop, their hearts are lifted and they relax. That's when we get the opportunity to go deep. But first and foremost, you've got to get into their hearts. You've got to find out where are they hurting? What's caused them the most damage in life? We don't say, oh yeah, I know how you feel, because I don't, I don't know how they feel. I've never experienced some of these things. We always say, look mate, I've no idea how you feel, but this must be horrendous for you. What can I do to help? And when we ask them that question, it opens up a, a, a different dimension in their way of thinking. They will then tell us what, they, what we can do, and quite often it is just company. It is just to say, you know, you exist. Even the guys who don't, the guys and girls who don't respond to it, we know that they've been affected by it because they keep coming back and then the grimace turns to a smile and then it's a handshake and, oh, how are you doing? So their acceptance of us is just as important as our acceptance of them. What are your memories of this place when it first opened? When I started off as manager here, I, I was volunteering with, uh, it used to be called Blind Eye Ministries now, or it used to be called Blind Eye Ministries, now it's called Emmanuel City Mission. When it was Blind Eye, which is still known as Blind Eye around the community, this place was chaos, it, it was carnage. A lot of the volunteers were guys who, who had come off the street and we had been helping to um, rehabilitate them on the outside. But once the centre opened, we could bring them in here we then decided that a lot of the volunteers who were working here were not suitable because they were still um, they were still doing the drugs outside. They were still out leading lifestyles that we didn't we wouldn't promote as a Catholic or Christian organisation. So things changed pretty quickly. A lot of the guys and girls who were at the formative stage of this organisation are still friends of ours. They still come back. All they've experienced is, there's your food, there's your drink, now out the door, in here. They come in here and they're warmly welcomed. So a lot of our volunteers are people from the past, people who have been addicts, and we have seen dramatic turnarounds in some, not, not as many as you would imagine, but some of our um, ex-addicts 
are now clean volunteers and they still come here every day and they come here and they help other people. I can sit and talk to someone and blue in the face or question them about their lifestyle, but there's nothing better than someone who's lived that life to get into their heads and to say, yeah, I do know how it feels because I have been there. So these guys are a, a, a vital part of our service. People who are ex-addicts or, you know, ex-streeties as we call them. We bring them in here and these guys love it because they're contributing to other people's welfare and it makes them feel better about themselves. It lifts their spirits and they go into better things. So we've had a lot of people th um, into employment, a lot of people into TAFE. They've gone on to do qualifications and they've moved on to better things. I haven't got exact numbers on that. Quite often they'll come and they'll do it and they'll disappear and you won't see them for a couple of years and then they'll come back with a suit on and say, hey, look at me, I'm working in this um, industry now and if it wasn't for you guys, and I'm like, yeah, but if it wasn't for you choosing it, you know, we're a platform. We give people a platform to step up. They've got to choose to step up that platform and they've got to choose to drive themselves forward. But we will, be, we will walk the walk with them 100%. My guest tonight was Eddie Murray, a centre manager at Emmanuel City Mission Homeless Shelter in South Brisbane. For more information on Emmanuel City Mission, visit their website at emmanuelcitymission.com. That's E-M-M-A-N-U-E-L-citymission.com. Inside Out with Nick Holt on Reading Radio 4RPH.